today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I want to talk about what happened last night, uh, of course, at Winston Churchill Secondary School in the east end of the city. There was a candlelight vigil, of course, and it was, uh, well, to show support for the, the family uh, after the brutal murder of a 14-year-old, Devin Selvey, who was murdered uh, just by the uh, Churchill property earlier this week. Uh, hundreds showed up last night. You heard the report from CHMO's Ken Mann just a little while ago. Uh, we're going to give you a couple of different angles on this about some of the things that we've heard so far, and I understand that investigations are ongoing. But it was uh, it was very emotional last night on the school grounds. Uh, Laura Babcock, president of Power Group, Power Group Communications, uh, was among the people there. Laura, thanks for joining us today. I'm glad we got some time to explain exactly what happened. Uh, you took the, you took your family to this thing last night, didn't you? Yeah, my kids wanted to go. Uh, they uh, took the news of this of their heart, as I'm sure many many kids did in Hamilton and across this country. And when we had a discussion about it after school yesterday. I let them know that there was a vigil, and they immediately wanted to go. So we made a point of going down there, and we're so glad that we did, Bill. I can't remember when I've experienced something like that, even as a reporter when I would cover different things of this nature. There was just something about last night, the fact that it was grassroots organized, the, all the beautiful cars that were brought uh, for blocks and blocks to honor Devin and his love of cars, and uh, just the feeling of the community that... Uh, we cannot take this anymore. I heard so many families talking about how they have struggled to get support from the school board uh, and people's general sense of frustration with what's been happening in the city. There was just it was palpable a sense of uh, need for a real change and that this just cannot continue the way that it has been. Laura, when we heard the news earlier this week about the murder, because um, I, I see you posted some stuff on, on Twitter about this and on Facebook, uh, Tell me about the conversation you had to have with your two kids about what happened, because they had questions. Yeah, and my son has been bullied for years. Um, and even when he started a new school this year that was much more supportive, he's still kids from the old school were pushing him down repeatedly on the, you know, on the schoolyard. Uh, he has uh, a learning disability and, um, uh, you know, and, and ADHD and has trouble sometimes with communicating in under pressure like that. And, you know, I think it, there's no, obviously, we should not be bullying anybody. I think kids who um, are maybe a little bit different or exceptional are also, you know, vulnerable to getting bullied. But the problem with his experience with this is that it has been years and years of advocating through the school board to get support, to get things taken seriously. Even my daughter in her class would have to evacuate on emergency evacuations because she'd get hit with chairs and things thrown in her back and, you know, just for being in the classroom when she was in grade one and grade three. This is really uh, a crisis, Bill, and I have reached out to media over the years saying, is anyone looking into the state of Hamilton schools and this, this seeming inability or unwillingness to really tackle the problem? And so uh, my kids um, felt as though this uh, this was terrible, but they weren't surprised that that uh, Devin's family had gone and asked for help and had reported things and that sort of nothing was really done to protect him. And I have had to pick up my son uh, several times, uh, several times a week sometimes over the years from school, just like Devin's mom did when he was being bullied. And the, the thought of him Daryl getting in the car and being stabbed to death while he's getting in the car is uh, absolutely devastating. So my kids' questions were, how is this going to change? What are they going to do differently? Are they actually going to start suspending people? And, and after the vigil last night, Darrow posted a video, which has been seen thousands and thousands of times, 
uh, where he said, can we, can we find the students? Can we find the families? Can people go to jail for assault? You know, the kids know, Bill, that this isn't working. And I spoke with a group of parents last night, and, uh, you know, their feelings were that no one will ever listen and really advocate. So I'm very disturbed by the whole thing, and I found the comments from the school board uh, initially saying that they hadn't failed the students, uh, hadn't failed Devin and his family. Outrageous. Of course they failed him. He died. I, I'm not. I'm not surprised by the comments from bo- both your son and your daughter because I, I've had the pleasure of knowing them for many years, and they're, they're both very opinionated. I don't know where they get that from, but uh, that's. Uh, <laughs> but but what about you as a mother there, Laura? Last night, what was going through your head? You know, um, my what was going through my head was just if you saw the families that were there, Bill. If you saw. Just the um, feeling of both community in the sense that there was this real sense of love. I mean, uh, there, you know, there was the Templar motorcycle group had, you know, rows and rows of their motorcycles, and, and they were there supporting the family and, and any kids that were being bullied. There was this real sense of the community doing what it could in, in the absence of, of leadership. There, the comments that were made from the podium about, you know what, we'll stop this ourselves, everybody, you know, they won't ignore us anymore, stop bullying when you see it. And they had the whole crowd yell out, stop. Uh, so uh, so it was, I was very mixed as a parent, because on the one hand, I thought, how amazing and wonderful and beautiful that so many people, I've never seen a rally so large in this city, showed up uh, in to support this child and his family. And it was almost as though his mother was being lifted by love. I mean, she hadn't been able to close her eyes in two days because she would see her son die. Uh, and, and so she was exhausted and she was being held up by the love of the crowd, which was beautiful. But there's also this really terribly tragic sense, Bill, as a parent, that it had come to this. Uh, that that they had done everything right. They had gone to the school board. They'd gone to police, you know, and they still were failed. Uh, and I asked this morning on Twitter if the city leadership was there because I, by the time I could get there, there was so much traffic, I missed what I thought were the formal speeches. And apparently they weren't invited because the family, at least from what I'm being told, and, and you would know better, um, you know, perhaps they weren't wanted there because the family had been failed. So we have a real crisis in this city, and we have a crisis with how our school board is handling bullying and harassment and assault. Uh, there are many, 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 many stories about it. Uh, myself as a parent can vouch for them. But, but as a parent, and as, as you've told us, uh, who, both of your kids have experienced this in one way, shape, or form yep. over, over the years. It, was there a sense of there but for the grace of God go I? I mean, you know, this is bullying that went to the extreme. Bill, I uh, I, I think you're aware I had to do a panel yesterday yeah. on another station. Yeah. And uh, I had a panic attack on the air. A producer had to hug me in the hallway because just talking about it. Um, of course. I mean, of co- I'm, you know what, there's no... I, of course, I'm lucky when I've had to pick up my son um, from school because he's being bullied and, uh, and you know, I pick him up in the car. Of course, it could have happened to Darrow or any of our kids. There are so many parents who have gotten these phone calls, come and get your kid. And you ask, well, what happened to the person who, who did this? Oh, well, you know, they've been sent home or they haven't been sent home or we're talking to their parents. or And then this ridiculous process, Bill, where they, they have the kid have to sit in the office with the bully and the two of them have to kind of work it out. I understand as a communication specialist the goal to have people 
resolve conflict. But this is not a situation where two executives are having a disagreement and having a hard time articulating their points of view and assertively communicating. These are kids who are being systematically bullied and having to sit there in the office. The bully might get a day off, you know, goes home, comes back the next day, and it it picks right back up. It's just not working. Uh, it's not working by any metric. And uh, the school board has got to stop saying zero tolerance. They don't enforce the rules that they currently have. And, and to the video Daryl posted, those rules don't work anyway because the bullies just get a day off, play some video games, come back. And it's worse. i got, I got to so ask you, I'm just about out of time here, but yeah. you posted something this morning, which I think is something your son Daryl told you. Maybe the word bully is too benign. Maybe maybe that's part of the problem. He suggested another word. Well, it's assault. Yeah, it's assault. which is what it is. It's, it's criminal harassment and assault. And as long as we use the euphemism of bullying, it sounds like something that, you know, we used to deal with in the 1970s where people are like, nanny, nanny, you know, uh, it's not what it is. Someone was stabbed to death in front of their mother. And uh, there's so many incidents of violence in our schools, Bill, that it would make most people absolutely shocked. So the vigil last night was beautiful, and I'm so pleased and proud that Hamiltonians came out. But we have to demand that the school board fix this. We have to demand more from our civic leaders. Laura Babcock from Power Group, uh, thanks for sharing your stories with us. We all want to go home and give the kids a hug right now. Absolutely. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Laura. Uh, so what about the protocol? And I understand, as we t- said at the beginning of our session here, that uh, th- there are ongoing investigations. But I wanted to bring Alex Johnstone in. She, of course, is the chairman of the board for the Hamilton District, uh, Hamilton Wentworth District School Board. And uh, Alex, thank you. Uh, uh, very busy and a very emotional time. Thanks for taking some time for us today. Good morning, Bill. One of the things that, and Laura Babcock just mentioned this, but I've heard it from so many other people that have come forward after the, the story, the terrible story about uh, Devin Selvey and his murder, that said, look, at the school board has a role here. And I talked to Manny, of course, about this, uh, just make Figueroa the other day, just the day after we heard the news about this. But this consensus I'm hearing from a lot of parents, Alex, and I'm sure you're getting the same sorts of phone calls and emails, is zero tolerance is not really zero tolerance. That There should be more being done by the board themselves, the schools themselves about this. Uh, how do you respond to that? You know, Bill, it's it's so tragic what happened um, what happened this past week to Devin. Um, it's impacted not only the Churchill School community, but all of our schools and all this entire city. Uh, we've been receiving comments from across the province. This is a story, this is a situation that has impacted all of us. And I think the reason why it's impacted so many is because we've all gone through experiences of bullying. Uh, to to some extent at one point in our life, either as, as kids or as adults in the workplace. Bullying is an issue that happens, uh, that is, it's profound, it's, it happens everywhere. And I think that, you know, last night we had so many of our trustees attending the vigil, mourning with the community, and the community is right. We do need to be doing something as a school system, but also our wider communities and across the province. And I think that that's where, and I did watch Laura Babcock's son's video. Um, it is, it is bullying, but it's also violence in our schools and naming it as such, uh, naming it as violence in our communities. Um, I know our, our director, Manny Figueredo, had spoken about how our schools are also a reflection of the society at large. And that's where it's, 
been so overwhelming, the outpour of support from community organizations looking to get involved. And that's exactly what, what needs to happen. The school boards absolutely play a serious role um, in uh, looking at bullying and looking at violence in our schools and addressing that. Um, and the term zero, zero tolerance um, actually comes from um, the provincial government. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's something that is, um, that is within policies across all boards across the province. Uh, here in Hamilton, uh, the next step for the school board is to, to begin the internal review. So the police investigation will conclude, and at that point, the Board of Trustees will pass a motion to conduct an internal review to look at policies, but there also has to be a, a wider uh, response from the province in terms of what tools we have available. There needs to be a wider response from the community where we pull in and pull together all the community groups that have been coming forward, and there needs to be an opportunity for all of our parents and for all of our students to have feedback, to have input into what needs to be done, because all of us have to work together when it comes to bullying and when it comes to violence. Alex, uh, the concern, and I heard it last night, of course, from a number of people that attended the rally, uh, is that Devin's mom felt like the board let her down, the school let her down, the community let her down. Uh, that's got to be a call to action for the board to, to say, look, we've, as you mentioned, there's going to be a review, but clearly there's going to have to be some changes because uh, this shouldn't have happened. It did happen. And, and we've got to, I think, look at this whole system right now and say we've got to do a better job here. Where, where are the holes? Where are the problems? And let's, let's address that. I, I get your point. I know some people are saying, oh, come on, don't start pushing it off onto another level of government. But as you and I have talked about before, when, when you know, cutbacks come back from, from provincial governments, it has an impact on, on the resources that you're allowed to, and able and to, to deliver. So that does have to be part of the conversation. But this has to happen sooner than later. It has to happen now. Absolutely. We all have a role to play. And that's where you're hearing um, at this point from uh, the police are, are conducting their investigation. The school board will then move to conduct their review. And then that's also where we will will need the province to to look at what does zero tolerance against violence mean? What does that look like? What are the tools that we have at hand? Um, and looking at the different resources that we provide our schools and provide our communities to support our youth. Our, our youth are impacted by, by so many different factors, uh, whether it's socioeconomic, whether it is um, uh, the violence that, that happens within communities, bullying that happens within communities, um, drug, drug and alcohol. There's so many different factors that, that impact our youth and their decisions and what is brought into the classroom. We need to ensure that schools are equipped with the proper resources. We also need to ensure that um, our school boards are, um, uh, that we have the resources in place, but also the policies that are going to be effective. And at the end of the day, that we are able to adequately support all of our youth. It is the hardest phone call um, or for, for, any, um, for any school. And it's also the hardest conversation for for any parent when they hear from their own child that their their child is being bullied. It's also a difficult conversation when a parent hears that their, their child has been bullying. And so how we work to support these individuals and how we work to support our youth who are at a critical stage of development so that they can 
can grow and learn and uh, and so we can build inclusive school communities. Lots more to do on this uh, and lots more conversation and dialogue, obviously, but uh, right now we're as a community, morning. Alex, thank you so much for this. Uh, we'll stay in touch over the next couple of day, weeks and months as this unrolls. Appreciate your thank time you, today. Bill. Alex Johnstone, of course, the uh, chair of the Hamilton Board of Education. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.